0: Ooh, welcome everybody to the King Mexico Podcast. And without further ado, let them know who you are, bro.
1: What up, what up? It's the official poet King, a.k.a. the Colesano de Jr.
0: <laughs> Yo, but without, you know, just to get into it, right? I just want everybody to know Yo. what but is without- it? Oh, <laughs> your are special.
1: Yeah. Um... I'm a photographer. Uh I I say I'm a guerrilla style photographer because you'll catch me jumping from spot to spot. I normally um create stuff with graffiti aesthetic backgrounds. Uh I use natural lighting as we were conversating a little bit ago. Um and I love to just create with genuine people that are always down to trust my work, you know, and, and um, I say it it as clear as day. When you're not in competition and you're staying humble and hungry because you know this is the passion, for me, it's an art form. I love creating art with my camera. That's what I do, you know?
0: Yeah, And just to go down to your whole um, portfolio, which I would say was currently on your Instagram page, and I find every single photo you have there like it just, it just captures the moment, right? And just the way you do it, right? The the setting you have it, the lighting, which is natural lighting that you use, you know what I mean? It all comes into like a beautiful piece, right? And the way it just captures, right? You could just capture the whole moment. And and I might sound a little bit, I don't, I don't want to sound like, you know what I mean? But when you follow like photography, you follow art here or there, eventually you're going to find a little click. Right. And everybody finds their style and everybody enjoys a certain style from certain people. Right. Like when I stumbled into you, I forgot whose life you were on. Right. Yeah. And then you were talking about photography. Right. I clicked onto your page. Mm -hmm. And then when I clicked on it and I saw like all the pictures you had, I'm like, yo, I was dumbfounded. I'm not gonna front, bro. I was like, I like your work. Like, I like what you're doing, and just you know, talking a brief. I used to be into it too, and I know how much, how much time sometimes it takes, and sometimes it's just at a spur of a moment. You just take the photo, and you're like, how you do it? I'm like, I, don't, I just hit and shoot, and it came out.
1: You know, people normally say you have to have a certain eye. I don't, I don't believe that. I think anybody has a view of what they're really looking at. We can both be looking at the same thing. You're going to capture, if you had a camera in your hand, I have a camera in my hand, you're going to capture what you see at that moment. And you're going to take the picture that you feel is the right thing for you. I do the same thing. You know, um, I, I I guess you want to take it back to where, because of my heritage, Nuestra Raza, we, we love capturing a moment where someone just looks like they're acting silly or they're, they're just, you know, enjoying the moment or whatever you want to call it. It's just something that's in me that, oh, there's my shot. And then I'll shoot it at a different angle. You're going to shoot it at a different angle as well. So that's what makes us the same but unique in each each other's styles. I am known for the guy that is willing to climb up on a rooftop and capture you climbing down the rooftop. You know, I'm, I'm known for the guy that will stop traffic in the middle of the goddamn busiest intersection just to get the shot. I've been known to you know shut down streets, you know, we'll jump on the freeway and I'll jump off the freeway just to get the shot, you know. And, but it's the it's the it's the love, like I said, it's a passion. When you when you feel that moment, that's what you want to capture. And That's what I captured. Every shot you see might have been staged. Maybe we've we've tweaked a little bit because we wanted this person to look a certain way. I'll capture it. Fifteen. I'll take fifteen shots. Each of them might look the same, but one is at a different angle. And that's the one I use. That's the one you see that's either on my Instagram or my website. And the link is on the bio. I, I, I'm i not going to say I'm the best photographer in the world. Cause that's not what I'm yet. Yet. Right. Yeah. We want to be the used. we got to use that word yet. I'm just somebody who loves creating out there. And, and I'm, again, I'm going to stay humble. I'm going to stay hungry. And, and I love that. I'm blessed to be able to work with a lot of good people in, in the industry and you know, roam around the industry and capture some shots of people working. I'll get behind the scenes shots. I'm not afraid of that. You know, I'm not, if that person's the, the highlighted photographer, hey, as long as I get to go along and create something, that's how it normally works. And, you know, that's kind of like how I am. I invite people to my shoots. Come on down, get a shot. You know, a lot of people have, have have always just been like, bam, why are you, like, why are you inviting that guy to your shot, your shoot? Something like that. And I'm like, why not? let the the guy create too like i'm not gonna stop him from creating you know and that's that's the it's supposed to be but you know it's it's just for the love man it's for the love of the outfit man and you know then i appreciate you know people from like like yourself you know reaching out and i mean you're in the east coast you know you ever come down to the west coast i'll invite you to shoot you can see how it goes down you know we're we're probably there for like two three hours taking some shots but it's what you got to do to get the one shot that you really want to use you know
0: but it's um all right so just just starting from the start right yeah because everybody has a start when it comes down to to their creative self like what made you start photography because everybody I, I always like to start like what hit what triggered you to pick up the camera and start capturing moments
1: you know I think it was when my my oldest daughter who now is 26 years old um I didn't have moms and pops. I was always roaming around the calles doing God knows what, creating chaos, right, or whatever you want to say it is. Um, and at that point, it was—I remember writing on the walls and stuff like that. But I used to want to capture me writing the walls, or 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 whoever was I was with. I always want to take their picture, and you know, I picked up—you know—back then it was little disposable cameras because we couldn't afford one. And then one day I remember my uncle gave me a camera Um and I would take pictures. I mean, I've always taken pictures. Like I said, just recently I started to decide to go sociably with it. And, and I guess it was just, I wanted to make sure I capture moments so that my kids can see the moments that we had together or we shared together. You know, I think that's what it is just to keep, keep a tabs on what everything, what it was I was doing growing up, you know, and I wanted to showcase what I was doing growing up because I wanted people to know who I was because I was a graffiti artist, you know, back then it was that fame when it came to writing on the walls and that's what it was. So I, I tried doing that with my, with writing on the wall and then I capture a picture of me by it, you know, like, Hey, what up? You know, I got the spot where, where are you guys at, or I'd be on the billboard, like hanging off the billboard and I got the spot, but it was, it's just something that, that I, I love creating. I've always been a, a creative mind when it came down to things you know whether it be poetry um music you know graffiti now deep in this photography game it's something that I enjoy and I I guess I found that final niche to captivate what I truly am as an artist is the photography so that's kind of helped me out I I think that makes sense right
0: (laughs) Nah, it does you know what I mean like me personally right me speaking from what i see from the person outside looking at your work you know what i mean like you have a perspective of of the way you look at your art right and then you have the outsider's view right
1: yeah yeah
0: what i see is somebody who 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 captures who captures the moment right but like you said you capture it at a point not where everybody would think, oh, I'm going to get this shot because I think this is the best shot. Yeah. You're like, let me take multiple shots and let me pick one that I think catches the best of all 17 or 30 shots. And then let me also catch it with this type of light or that type of lighting. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. And just capturing the vibrant colors, right? Because sometimes you catch the whole color or sometimes you just catch one color. You got me? And then you have that pop color and it just speaks. Even when you take a self portrait, right. And you could do a selfie, right. People are like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's just a selfie. Sometimes it's just a selfie, but sometimes it's a selfie itself. You got me. And that becomes a no, picture. Most
1: definitely. Exactly. And that, that's, see right there what you just said. That's where the love of the art form comes from is just, it's just a selfie. Cool. But you're capturing the selfie moment. You're capturing the moment that's going to re- mean deep down to you or anyone else that's with you. And that's exactly what love and passion is for art. Same thing like you do with this podcast, right? You 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 enjoy talking to other people, finding out who they are and what their story is and how they, they got to where they're at. Well, how do you do that? You got to have some passion for it. You got to have some kind of love for it. It's not, it's not a nine to five because, you know, if, if that was the case, I think anybody and their mother could be a person that can interview somebody. But it's it's something that we find our niche. We find the way we want to create something. And you're you're doing it with your podcast, same way I'm doing it with my art, you know, and that's the way it goes. That's the way it's supposed to be. You know, creative minds always try to make something that's gonna work for them and it's gonna create something so other people can pay attention to it and see it and be like, oh shit, check this out. Did you see who King Mexico had on his on his show the other day? Did you see that? You know, did you watch the interview and next thing you know, you got that word of mouth and the buzz just kicks. Climbing and climbing, you know.
0: Damn! Thank you for that, bro. I never looked at it in that point of view until you just said it right now, the way you said it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, see, i that's that's where I, I've always been an innovator. I, I I say it because it's the truth. I'm not a follower. I've never been a follower. I've always been the guy that's try to go and think outside the box. When someone told me we could make money slanging dope on the corner, all right, but what if we slang dope on the rooftop where no one can catch us off the corner you know now i'm making people think like shit you're right we've run we can jump off some roofs and get to the back alleys faster or something you know so it, it's it's always thinking ahead when other people let me let me let me rephrase this i don't want to sound like i'm being you know retarded with with other people you get five people that want to create a podcast but everybody is doing it the same way, except for the fifth person, which is, might be yourself. will say, you know what? I want to do it differently. I want to create something outside. I want to be chilling outside in the park and, and recording people while we're talking. Have people just roaming around us while we're talking. Now you got somebody's attention. Now you got people's attention because they're always going to be looking. I mean, who's at the park right now? You know, let me check it out. And that's that's that positive, creative thinking. That's what it is, man. You know?
0: Nah, completely understand from from that right there. You just said said a little bit, but it meant the whole damn lot to me, bro. <laughs> I, huh, I honestly, did bro a whole lot because I'm just doing this because I enjoy it. You know what I mean? There you go. It's not a job because if it was a job, I probably wouldn't like it.
1: And that that's that's the thing for me is I I just recently. Uh, stop working 100 and put it into this photography game, but it's to do and elevate my styles, my my creativity with it. It's not because I want fortune or fame, or I just want to be like, oh, like you know, I want to be roaming around like a Stevan Noriel and stuff like that. I mean, it took him 30 years to create what he's got. You know, I'm I'm 47 years old right now. Do you think I, I got 30 years left in me? Probably not. But what you I'm do. doing now is. I hope so. God willing. <laughs> but what I do, what I'm doing now is 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 I'm creating for now so that I'll be remembered tomorrow for that guy that made you smile in the shot. That's kind of like what I what I get out of everything, you know? And it, it's a trip. I mean, it really is a trip that I get to to do things like this. I get to be a part of, you know, like I'm a part of JR and the crew, which is another show. Um, I'm a I'm a part of a new podcast that we're creating to help resources to bring Awareness to people that might need some help, and they're just getting out of jail or homeless or being in domestic, domestic violence it's called making changes. Um, you know, and, and with my photography and getting to go places and, and get behind backstages and taking pictures with like, you know, DJ Quig, Mellow Manes, you know, I mean, I was, I was with Psycho Less from the Beat Nuts, I was with Fat Lift from the Far Side, you know, and, and, and you get to, to meet these cats that you've been listening to on the radios for years and years and years. And it's like, man, you know, just regular people like me and you, and I get to take a picture with them. Like that's the dopest thing ever, you know. So it's cool. It's really, it really isn't. It really is exciting.
0: And you get to capture it.
1: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's you know that's the truth. And you know, I, I did my first event this year uh, in the beginning of the year uh, in March, which was uh, to live and die in LA. It's an event the Los Angeles Devtones throws every year here in Los Angeles to help bring out the new people that are trying to create and, you know, bring up the, the people that have been creating for years and years that don't get recognized the way they should. And and he puts the, this event together, this huge event where, you know, it's a one day event, starts early in the morning and all the way till nighttime. And it's just like, you get all these people, you know, different styles, diversity of life coming to check out people's work. And it's, it's a dope thing. Vendors and music artists and stuff like that. And it's just cool. I mean, where else can you find some stuff like that? Not very many people are doing that. And here's just this, here's this guy who, who's a photographer himself, who's a part of the LA6, and he does that, you know, and, it, and it's dope. It really is dope, you
0: know? Nah, that is dope. That's like passing the torch to the next generation or the upcoming group like here, and not just be like, oh, it's all about me, me, me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That, that right there, bro, That that's amazing, you know what I mean? And it's dope that you're doing that. And I wish other people could see in that light. you get me? Don't just be about me, me, me. I always think think of it like this. This is my personal view, right? Even when people want to do the podcast, I'm like, yo, how can I do it? I'll give them all the information. I'm like, here, bro, you do what you want with this information. This is how I did it. This is my setup. This is how you could fix your audio so it could sound good. You do it this way. If you take it and you blow up, I don't need credit. I don't want the credit. This is all yours because you're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just give true. you the hand. I don't I don't expect nothing in return. I've I've done like little beats here and there for people, right? Like a couple of people now, right? And it's just me enjoying making like little beats or little intros or little outros for certain people, right? But I don't expect nothing in return. Yeah. At all. And some people's like, oh, this shit's dope. Like you really did this. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but I just enjoyed it. I'm like, I don't want nothing in return, bro. Like, this is for you. I just felt like I had the time and I felt like I had the little, something clicked in my head that clicked with my, with the sounds that I was listening to. And I was like, yo, this beat right here would be dope for your show. I'm like, here, have it. But I don't expect nothing in return. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And... I don't know. Some people find it hard to understand. Like you, really are like that. And I'm like, yeah.
1: So, so I have I have a question for you. Um, the Mexico. You're, are you from Mexico? Yeah, me from Mexico.
0: So,
1: yeah. México? Uh, Puebla. Puebla.
0: So Chinancla and Buena Vista. Ah,
1: okay, okay, okay. So, so as you see, it's it's in our nature to not be selfish. That's what true raza is. A lot of people don't understand the definition of what. You know, being Raza, Chicanos, you know, uh, Latinos, when it, when they're really united, they're united. And if you're capable of helping somebody else because you just have a genuinely big heart, that means you're Raza. That's what Raza really is. I mean, put it in plain definition, a real Mexicano is not going to stand there and let some other Mexicano get jumped when it's 15, you know, white guys and it's one Mexicano. I and mean, not trying to be racist or, you know, like that. Just I just put it that way. It's simple. A Mexicano is going to jump in and help out, the, you know, the compa. He's going to be like, what the hell? You ain't fucking with my compa like that. You're not even if he knows him or not. But that's what Raza is. And, and you're doing that. I do the same thing. I don't I, – I, I went to this event uh, Chicano Hollywood had. Paul Rodriguez was there. And I was standing there listening to him talk, and he gave this whole good analogy about – where we should be, why we're not in Hollywood, how Hollywood disrespects us the biggest, the most, and and why, you know, we fail because we don't unite the way we should. He went on to to detail about him and the pedal that him and George Lopez has. But he said, it. he goes, I'm not going to hate on George Lopez. You know what? I'll congratulate the motherfucker. As much as I hate him, I'm going to congratulate him. You know why? Because he's opening doors that I can't, that I couldn't in the, all the years that I've been in Hollywood. And, you know, Paul Rodriguez has been around forever, you know, since the 70s. So let's, let's, let's look at it that way. And he's like, imagine, just imagine he opens those doors and we all start to flood the gates. Then what? You know? And I was like, you know what? And he said, fuck that puto, But buddy. Congratulations. You know? And, and I'm just standing there like, I, I'm getting his analogies and I'm like, all right, you know what? You're right. You why am I hating on somebody that's doing the same thing as me? Why am I worried about someone else? I'm not in competition with that person. That person's not feeding me. They're not paying my bills. I should be proud of the fact that that person's moving up. You know, I know that I'm getting hated on left and right by some, you know, some people because they think that I'm 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 out there like being where I shouldn't be and stuff like that. But you know, I've always stood by that rule, of, number one, just Fuck what they think, cause they ain't gonna do nothing for me. They're not feeding me. They're not paying my bills. So it's all about me. It's it's gotta be what I'm gonna do to make this happen, not what I'm worried about. What they're gonna do? Nah, you know. Congratulations, you did it. Cool. Let me let me fucking follow in your footsteps. If not, you know, don't close that door. Hold the door open for me. Let me come in there and help you with that. That's that positive thinking that we should have. That's that rasa. But a lot of people don't think that. You know. And plus, you know, I see I speak with my hands, so I'm always moving
0: around. So, nah, that's alright, bro. <laughs> that, we do that in New York. That's why I try to settle down, bro. I'd be having my hands down and stuff, even though I have my hands down, I'd be moving them. That's
1: that. That's that, that's that East Low stuff right there. You know, we talk yeah. our hands.
0: <laughs> Going back to the photography, I would like to know what has been the most difficult shot you've done, and then your favorite shot. And then one that was, you took, right? And then all of a sudden that shot was like, wow. Like everybody's like, how did you do it? But in your head, you're like, damn, that was a simple shot.
1: You want to know something? It's the shot that I just did. Um, if you look my my on my, on my Instagram, if you really look at my Instagram, there's really not a lot of pictures of half-naked women or nudity it was the shot that i did with a model named ash one who wanted me to help her with her um she was in a domestic violence situation she wanted to speak upon the domestic violence and she had come up with a concept where me and, and the homie jimmer would draw words on her and take pictures of her i've never shot a woman completely naked or you know in that sense that was the hardest thing for me because I didn't want to take the picture that didn't, wasn't going to accentuate her body the right way. I've never been able to do that because I've never done it. Um, That was the hardest thing for me. And, and, and the lighting, I I use uh, regular lights, Uh, big studio lights. I focused on that kind of got the dark part of her and the shadows and had one light on while all the rest of the lights in the building were off. And that was a hard shot. And, and, but it was a, a simple shot I, that most photographers probably do it in, in like in their sleep. But for me, it was like, Hmm. Okay. You know, this, this, this just looking like something. My, every time I would take the picture, I look at my camera and I'm like, Oh, okay. I like that. And then, Oh shit. Okay. I like that. And then when I got home and I plugged up, you know, the computer to the laptop and I started looking at them on the big screen, I'm like, Hmm. alright, I don't gotta do too much of that picture, except for lower the tone a little bit. The contrast. Okay, I'm liking this. And the three shots that you see on there of, of her with the words around her, and there's a lot more pictures, but those are my three most favorite pictures because they were the hardest, but they were the easiest. If you kind of understand photography, it's I captured something that I showed her pain. I showed what she went through, you know, because she was being uh, body shamed. She was being taunted with these words that, really affected her in some way and by a man who who obviously had no balls or something because you don't ever do that number one i was raised by grandma and and my aunt so you don't you know i have a passion about that you don't talk to a woman or disrespect a woman especially in front of me that now we're gonna have problems you know i don't care how hard a woman hits you you never you never raise your hand to a woman so when she's telling me her story about all this i'm just like Okay, I'll help you. And I I was scared, man. I was really scared because I was like, man, I hope I don't mess this up. You know, like, I I hope I don't take the pictures the wrong way. And I hope people don't take the pictures the wrong way because, you know, it's a very touchy subject, domestic violence. Nobody wants to to really talk about that. And as Latinos, we were taught to do what? You know, keep it all in-house. You don't never air out your dirty laundry. And I think at the most part, that's what it was, is, is They, she wanted to talk about it and she wanted to show that she went through something. So I was like, okay, I'll help you. And I was down for it. So that was my hardest, scariest moments when it comes to photography. My easiest ones are the ones when I'm just roaming around downtown. The ones that you see, like a mural or, or a lowrider, those are easy because people are willing to stop and let you take the pictures of them. You know, uh, um, those, are, those are the easier ones. The models, I think, are the hardest because models especially when they're well-known models uh, or uh, well-known person, like a a music artist or or just in general, a famous person, they've had their pictures taken for so much time since they started or whatever. And here comes me out of nowhere, takes the one shot. And I'm like, damn, I don't want to fuck up, fuck up their image. So I always let them know, okay, I'm not going to fucking post unless you really like it. I fucking love that shot. Thank you. You I get that type of animosity when and I'm just like, oh okay, cool. Eh. like things. Like, no, 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 for real. He's like, you know, I, I did one shoot uh with melomanes. And and I kid you not, Lavato is like fan now. He called me up. What are, you, what are you up to? Hey, check this out. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be doing this music videos. Come on through. I want you to slide through. All right, cool, I'll be there. Hey, what are you doing? I need you at a concert this weekend. All right, cool. I'm thinking I'm going for one day, it turns into three day three day event concert, you know? And I'm like, okay, cool, like I'm there. But that's the the like I said, it's the love of my of my style of art that I love doing that they're like, man, you got a talent, bro. We want you to we want we want to use that talent. So I, I appreciate that. That's cool. So I think those are the easier ones. The harder ones, like I said, are the models and trying to capture some real pain, some real
0: focus behind some things, you know. That's just like it's weird, you know what I mean? Is there any photographers that that you looked up to on your way up? You know what I mean. That you found their work and you're like, oh wow, like I like what they do with the camera. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I mean,
1: I I'm in a city full of dope ass, and I, and not because they're photographers or people that I know. It just I'm in a city of dope ass photographers. I mean, you got Steven O'Diel, You got uh, Paulo. Um, I'm bad with last names, so forgive me, Paulo. Um, you got Suitcase Joe. I mean, you got, you know, LA devtone Shooter Rick, Beachy uh, Joel, another good photographer that I think he's, he's, you know, he's always not pushing as hard as he should, but you know, those, these are photographers. I mean, you got shit, uh, exposure, LA, you got Carnival, uh, uh, Ramirez photographer, uh, I think that's her that's the way her thing is on Instagram or something like that and, and it I meet these photographers like and I'm just like shit I'm like all right cool and, and and then they're always like oh oh you're the poet king and like oh shit that's dope man yeah hey, I like your work and I'm like oh thanks appreciate you, man I like your work too and what I'm like yeah you dope as work you know like I I don't again I'm not in competition with anybody I don't I don't I don't think I'm that I'm that good but I'm starting to realize that the more humble I am with people, I think people are realizing that it's it's just a lot easier to work with somebody who's humble and and really hungry because I'm like I said I'm I'm doing it for the love of the art and and I'm gonna keep doing that I'm not gonna stop doing that I don't think I probably said that like a thousand times already but it's something that I'm very passionate about man so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock it you know
0: I like how every single person you named is rasta bro.
1: I mean, there, there's Brad Merriman. i sorry, I forgot Brad Merriman And, and suitcase Joe is not Rasa. Um, suitcase Joe is, is, is you know is a white cat that is very well known in in uh, <clears throat> excuse me in um in Skid Row. You got Julia Dean as well, and, and it's not just Rasa, so say, but they they love showcasing our culture, and I love that they love showcasing our culture. I don't think I hate this this term that people use around this industry, culture vulture, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a, how do you say this? People are being Proper culture vult- Yeah. I don't think it's right. Number one, how are you telling somebody else to a culture vulture when in all reality, you're doing the same thing. You're taking pictures of your own culture. And you're using it to showcase or to profit. That's where it's like, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I think I've given away more prints, more T-shirts, more Poet King hats. Out of just the love to give to somebody. Because I sometimes feel like I can't charge people for this shit. And people are like, don't be stupid. You're, You're giving away shit. And I'm like, yeah, but if it's hanging in somebody's house... And it's it's looking dope in their house and they're telling they're telling their people that fucking Polo King is a shit because he gave me that pig or something. My name's getting spit out there, you know, so come on, it's kind of like marketing. But but I but I, I have to say sometimes that I, I think I I I get it. If you don't really understand where I come from, because I the less finer things in life was always the best thing to to think of you know uh, so I'm like that I mean, and I always feel if I give a picture with because I want that person to have that picture because I really feel they're going to show more love about the fact that I gave them that picture than someone who's really buying it you know I, I, I know it sounds retarded but that's the truth and and I'm not like I said I'm not in this for fortune or fame I'm not I love that people are acknowledging me for my work That's that's dope as hell But fortunate fame, I can get my own. I can go. I'm a health environmental safety manager by trade. You know, I have a doctorate in pathology. I can go work for the dead if I wanted to and and not have to worry about shit. But I do this for the love of the arte. I love to be able to create something. And I get to create with the biggest and baddest people in the fucking industry or in the planet out here in LA. You know, and I've been in New York quite a few times. Um, I've yet to do a photo shoot in New York because I, you know, I just feel like, I need to set that up big time and get out there and and capture some stuff out there. But I just, I just feel like there's so much more here that I have to accomplish before I start jumping into other States. You know what I mean?
0: But from once again, the outsider looking in B, you have a lot, bro. Like you have a lot of people on your, on your roster, and it's like, just... wow, <laughs> in, in, in all reality, right? Every time I, I interview people from the West Coast, everybody always tells me the same thing. It's like always this competition, always this competition within each other, right? But from what I see, I see camaraderie. Ugh, I can't even pronounce the word. You camaraderie. See?
1: camaraderie.
0: Yes. <laughs> I see you guys unite, bro indirectly right there's competition right there's like yeah. strong competition within each other right but when it comes down to watching each other's back even though there might be beef even though there might be he said she said type of type of shit going on yeah still look out for each other indirectly yeah don't some some people don't want to admit it but you have to it, do it's look.
1: true it's true no it's it's true like i said out here you get people that that think they're bigger and better than you or they think that because they've been doing this for so long and you only got five minutes of doing this, that they're allowed to step on you or some way or another. And I, I, I take it with, 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 with honor that, you know, they're willing to step on me to get to where they need to get to, because at that point it tells me, well, you know, you're fighting for what position? Cause I'm not, I'm not even there. I'm not even trying to get there. I'm over here staying in the gutter, in the fucking, in the, in the, in the the thick of shit to capture a shot. I mean, I was, I was there while um when you know Roe versus Wade got overturned. I was on my way to a photo shoot to Radio here in LA. It's a it's a well known uh for B-boys breaking and stuff like that. And we just happened to be driving downtown LA and I was like, you know what? They're gonna be, they're gonna be protesting. I told my girl I was like, you know what, I'm gonna jump out, you're gonna drive, and you just follow me. I just I'm gonna capture some shots. And I was in the thick of it capturing shots and like, I right. And I got a couple of dope ass pics where, you know, some, some women were holding it. Some women was crying. Um, you got kids that were there supporting their parents and probably didn't even know what the hell they were carrying a sign for, but, it, but it made, it made history because it's something that who knows what might happen out of all this, who knows whether they get reversed the turn or not, but it's something to state that, you know, both of my daughters That I have are are gay. So, how are you going to try to tell a a woman what to do with their body? I'm a full supporter to say it's not right. It's not right to, as a man, I have no control of what a woman wants to do with her body. She can do whatever the hell she wants. That's on her. But the true part uh, of why I love what I do and the support I give to everybody is because I am not going to hold anybody back. I'm going to let somebody. Create. I want someone to create. I want someone to be there, and let me capture those moments while you're doing that. That's kind of what I want to do. And, and let me let me be the person that is really there, capturing that moment that no one else is gonna capture. And I love that. I love doing that. And that's where I'm at. Where I'm at. And I'm I'm a full supporter. of You know, gay rights. I'm full supporter of, of the LGBT. Forgive me. I'm gonna say it the wrong term or whatever community. Not because of my daughters, but because of the fact that. People have a general right to do whatever they want to do. Their preference on who they want to love, that's on them. I mean, in all fairness, let them care, let them do their thing. They're not bothering you. Why are you worried about it for? You know, that's the truth. And I want to be the guy that captures those moments for them. You know, i work with anybody. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it was some guy that me and him got down 20, 30 years ago, you know, when I was out there in the streets, you know, doing my thing, running with the gang. I'm still capturing the picture because it's what I want to do, you know?
0: That, that right there is, it's just, you know what I mean? It's amazing. And I, and I love that about the West and I'm forever going to be thankful because the West coast has shown me so much love, bro. Like a lot of love. And I always am thankful for you guys who listen, who are from the West and everybody who comes on the show, I could say mostly everybody's from the West Coast and you guys show so much love, man. Like it or not, guys, y'all talk about, you have a lot of beef, you have a lot of competition with each other, but indirectly, y'all always holding each other's back.
1: And that's, you know, like I said, that's the truth. You know, we, we, we don't seem like we hate, especially, you know, Rasa versus Rasa. but at the same time, it's because we do have a lot of love for each other. We have that. That we, we want to help each other, make sure we everybody succeeds. I, that's all I think. I don't know. I Again, I'm going to take it old school, man. I, I I generally am respectful. I'm the type of person that if we have a problem, I'll be, hey, let's go fix this problem. Me and you can walk around the corner and handle business. We're going to touch up, not, whatever. I'm still going to put my hand out. If you beat my ass, I'm putting my hand out. If I beat your ass, I'm putting my hand out. I'm not going to stop that. That's the love of respect I have. That's, I was taught that way. You respect the person even though, you know, you got pedo with them. That's the truth. So that, that, I think, I don't want to say this new generation just because, you know, a lot of people want to say new generation. I think it's, it's your upbringing, man. Parents need to get firm with their kids, need to do, teach them respect and honor and integrity. I, I, I learned it the hard way, running the streets. I learned it the hard way by, by doing things I shouldn't have been doing I've always made the wrong choices when it comes to women, or or, or being with a woman and, and being an idiot with a woman, just not caring enough. So if, if I had a pedo, I, I'd walk off, you know, to hell with it. If I had a problem, I go running, like I didn't care, I ran away. Nah, give me another one. I ain't chipping, you know. But I've learned that that's not the right thing to do, you know. And I, I, um, especially when I became a girl dad, you know, you you got to figure out how you have to fully – show attention and listen. And then now that I'm a grandfather, it's even more brighter future of what I need to do. And, and, you know, um, taking care of my family and making sure my family has what they need to have to survive. So it's a trip, how people think certain ways. And, you know, here in the West coast, man, I, I don't want to say it just, it's just West coasting. It's, it's generally just the fact that if Back then, people thought the same way they are thinking now. I guarantee you that whole Biggie Tupac stuff would not have happened, happen, right? The whole East Coast, West Coast. And it started because of why. One person was talking on an interview. Another person heard on the interview, and they went and told somebody, somebody, somebody. Then as soon as the media hit it, boom, that was it. There was no real information being told what the beef was really about. It was just, oh, Dog Pound had problems with, you know, such and such in the East Coast. Or Snoop Dogg was on... on, on um the BET awards talking about y'all don't know the West coast, you know, this is Dr. J and Snoop Dogg. you know, blah, blah, blah. But that's how shit starts is people take, misunderstand things and don't want to talk about them. So that's the problem is, is if people generally just start talking to each other the right way and respecting each other the right way, it'd be a whole different world. I'll tell you that much, but it is what it is now. Right. We have to live in this crazy ass world sometimes.
0: don't <laughs> no, no, no. And just in general you just said you know being a father right being a father being a parent it changes it changes your whole perspective of life most definitely everything changes i don't care what nobody says your whole perspective of of everything every everything you look at you look at in a different light like you see a kid crying on the street you don't say oh shut that kid up you're like yo what is wrong with the kid like you look at it different. You're not. You're not gonna look at it the same way you did before you were a parent.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, when I first had, and you know, I, when I first held my kids, both of my daughters in my hands, it was a love. Like you know, each one of them has a piece of my heart. I, I call them both, you know, the two pieces to my heart. And then when I held my grandson for the first time, I, I won't even lie. I, I broke down crying. It was just like. That's what it's about—is—is is leaving your legacy, leaving that—that that piece of you has created your daughters. But then now your daughters are creating still a piece of you, and it's like, okay, they got me, you know. And, and I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna even front about it. I—I cried like a little fucking baby, like a little baby for for a good while, holding them and just seeing that little smile on his face and that little little bundle of. of travieso that was going to be, you know, the kid he is today is like, oh, wow. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fundamental thing that that just, you know, it'll touch anybody. And I, I think that's where I, I now understand that doing what I do, I get to capture moments in time, moments that are going to really just be a moment that someone wants to remember, you know, and that's where, that's where the passion comes
0: from just for that. Your name, Poet King, right? How did that start? I want to know that. Um,
1: Nezu Coletole is an Aztec poet. Uh, I read a lot of his poetry when I was younger. Followed a lot of stuff when I did Chicano studies and stuff like that. Um, And I used to write poetry. I wrote poetry a lot. Um, I was somewhat of a, of a a person would write down his feelings into words and bleed pen to paper. And, you know, I've got quite a few poems and uh, I got a little book that I've probably written in it since I was, hmm, I want to say since I was like 18, 19. And I kind of carried this book with me from relationship to relationship, from problem to problem or whatever. And it still isn't completed because I still have a nice little section left that I want to finish. Um, but that name, Poet King, has always been there. And, and uh, when I tried to figure out a name for this photography game, I uh, I was like, no one's going to remember. No one's going to be able to say the word Nescotolot. You know, like, they, they, they're going to be able to say that shit. So when I started reading more into it again, and then I was like, oh, shit. literally translates to Poet King. So that's where I got it from, and, and I kept it. And uh, because of my symbol that has a crown on it, um, you know, it, it was uh, well, you know, all right, I'm a king. You know, and then there was a song uh, by Ti, I'm a king. And then the game was on it, talking about I'm sitting on the Hollywood sign, where my Dodger fitted as my crown. I started thinking more and more, and I'm like, well, I write poetry, poetry king, and I'm gonna go with that name. That there it is, stayed with it. So, I don't know. I just kept it, and I it, it was, it's flashy, people. They forget its is they'll, they'll call me poetic king. I've heard any um, poet, or or they'll say official poet, and I'm just like it's poetic king. But then I don't correct anybody. I just let people call me what they want to call me, you know. So it's just something I kept and I've, I've used, and it's like hmm, it was cool. I thought it was cool, and I I, I ran with it.
0: That <laughs> nah, sounds good. You know what I mean? It has a ring to it. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I, I I still tend to 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 get rhyme with my with my words, when I'm having a conversation with some people and that, that's kind of where it came from and stayed.
0: (laughs) You ever thought about putting that poet book that you currently have with pictures? That is the goal.
1: Um, That is my goal. So overall, you asked me earlier what my, what my overall goal is, is, is to have a art gallery, white room. I don't, I don't know what they call them exhibits. Um, that's just all my work um, where I got you, kind of like, did you see blood in blood out where Closito had his little art yeah. gallery? Something like that is what I, that's my goal is to have my little name on a piece of glass somewhere in downtown LA and people coming to look at my work and, and, and either buying it or, or just loving it. That's, that's the ultimate goal is to have that. And I think that would leave my, my namesake, so that my kids and my grandkid can say, that was my grandpa, that was my dad, you know, that, that's more than enough riches for me, I'll be honest with you, that's the truth, Um, it, it, you know, when you, when you don't have parents, you know, I I lost my father, I don't mind talking about certain things like this, I lost my father, uh, died in prison, my mom was hooked on heroin, you know, when when you have that, that lifestyle, and, and most people have that, You know, coming from Los Angeles, coming from East LA or in anywhere in general, right? Um, Again, it goes back to the less finer things in life are what makes you happy. Now that I'm older and and a little bit wiser, I'm not going to say I'm wiser. I'm a little bit wiser because I know I still make stupid mistakes here and there. But it's, I know that I'm capable of creating so much more and, and giving people what they really want sometimes. I just want to be able to put that smile on their face and see the smile that they get when they see the pitch that I took for them because that's what they wanted from me, so.
0: So since you want to have an exhibit, right? Is there anywhere that you see your work being displayed at? And I think once you, you just say you want to have your own exhibit, but is there a goal Cause I know everybody has a spot when, when there's an artist. Like I know I interviewed painters, I interviewed strong um, artists. They all have that, that one place they would like their art displayed.
1: I, I don't have a particular spot. I think right. I never thought of, I never thought of that big grand scale. <laughs> I think uh, uh, I'll be honest, maybe, you know, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, you know, maybe some of my pictures in there. That'd be cool. I mean, hey, I, I, I'll be happy to make the LA times a picture or something that to me, that'd be like, Ooh, <laughs> um, again, you know, next year I've been, I'm being honored. No, I'm not being honored. I'm gonna have the honor to be able to showcase my work to live and die in LA. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like being asked to showcase some of my pictures would be a start in the right direction of where I want to go. Um, so that's going to be dope. And again, you know, being able to, to work with like Esteban Oriel or, or, you know, um, Brad Meerman, Los Angeles Tones, maybe some graffiti artists like OG Slick, uh, Big Sleeps or, or Defer, you know, from K2S, even my, even my homies, you know, like page one or, um, Jimmer or the homie Kale, I I would love to have my showcase work with them, you know, as well. So again, whoever I work with, whoever I get to work with, I know it's gonna be an honor, and I I feel like just the most humblest person to be able to be by the side of somebody else that creates like that. So that'd be dope. So I I don't have a very big picture of where I want my work at, but hey you know, where it lands and lands. And as long as someone gets to see it and like it, that's all that matters to me.
0: In the in the exhibit, would you have it like, um like selling the pictures as well, or just um display? I don't know.
1: That's the thing is, I don't oh. know how that works. So I, oh, okay. I, I've never had that. <laughs> I've never gone to actual uh, uh, gallery. I've gone to galleries. I've seen work, but you know, they'll always have like a little price tag on the side or maybe the, you know, just the name of the info of what the picture is or something. But I don't know if, if, it's, it's going to be sold. I mean, let me see, hold on. Let me see you real quick. Let me grab
0: something. Nice. All right. All right. All right.
1: So this is a picture I took. Um, probably too bright in here. Probably too bright. See your screens. Um, it's of Los Angeles. Right there, I see it. Okay. It's of Los Angeles. It was a mural that was done by a crew called WAI. Um, and um it's one of my, my portraits that kind of made me who for who I am. Uh it was on Mission and Myers uh Street. Not Myers, yeah, it's Myers. I think it's Myers. Um and I always get somebody, you should make that t-shirt, oh, this and this and that. I'm like, eh, kind of like it the way it is. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to blow up too much. But those are the kind of portraits you get from me. And to have
0: that showcasing somewhere, that'd be dope. Nah, that is that is and you also enjoy a lot of black and white, correct? Like I just recently started um oh, okay.
1: A lot of people think black and white's the easiest thing. It's not. It really isn't. You have to really watch when you take a black and white picture and you have to be really good with the tones and creating the tones to match the person's skin tone. Um, so it's not the easiest thing, and I've I've starting to learn a lot better editing with the black and white pictures. Um, that's why if you see some black and whites from beginning part of my social media to the to the now, you'll see the difference in in the shades and the colors and the the tones of black and white. I've learned to kind of tweak it to where it really stands out the most and gives detail to your facial expressions or your body expressions or a car that's detailed to the line expression. So black and white pictures are the hardest. They really are the hardest and not the easiest. So um, this is where progressing my skills as a photographer comes in and, and, and learning new ways of creating different styles of art.
0: Night. Nice. So just to, you know, wrap it up, I just want to know three questions, right? Sure. So I want to know what's your favorite um song or favorite album, either one. Favorite album, favorite song, favorite movie, and favorite dish.
1: Ooh, you went there, huh? <laughs> favorite song. Is gonna be Daddy's Home by the Shy Lights. Um, since I was a little boy, wishing that Daddy would come home, that was my song. Uh, favorite movies: The Goonies. Sorry, what? I gotta throw it there. I, I, I'm I'm an '80s child, you know, Don't born in the '70s. With the belly, I gotta, I gotta go to I gotta go to the Goonies. You know, Trouble Shuffle, You know, um, <laughs> that that is by far my favorite movie ever. The Goonies. Um, favorite dish. Damn, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, uh, well rancheros, pero made by my grandma. Uh, I have one grandmother left still still alive. My my dad's mom. Um, she really can't cook anymore because she's up there in the ages that she really can't make the flavors the way she used to. But it it really is is a los uh, well rancheros still on the de mi ahorita. Um, and she she wouldn't make them with uh, it'd be with rice and beans and and papita fritas uh, French fries, so you know she the whole mix and then the fucking salsa just everywhere and like literally was like I remember coming home crudo with my uncle and she be like there make eat come the esto and it would be well ranchero so that's my favorite dish.
0: <laughs> that says a lot, bro. It's just like your work, <laughs> man. Humble, bro. Nothing fancy. Nothing fancy, straight up French fries, eggs, rancheros, and then the Goonies. You can't go wrong with the Goonies. No, oh, you can't. I, mean, like I
1: said I don't care what anybody says. If anybody's never watched the Goonies, get your ass go 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 pay whatever it is on a on on Prime Video or with Netflix or whatever to watch the Goonies, man. It's the shit, man. So sorry.
0: <laughs> shit is the shit. And then I'm sorry, I do not know that song.
1: It's an oldie. It's a, it's an oldie. Uh, the Shy Lights. The Shilets, or, or yeah, it's the Shilets. I think it's the Shilets. The penguin. I can't remember which one to sing it. It's called Daddy's Home. Um, very good song. You know, that and, and then of course I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back to um uh, to you know Das Effects. You know, I'm a I'm a big time hip hop head. I love old hip hop. East Coast, you know, uh, East Coast was known for for making the best hip hop when it came down to music when it first came out in the nineties. In the '80s and the '90s, so you know KRS-One, you know you you you, you name it. You, I could think of it too. With come with it, you know Slick Rick, the Ruler. You know, come on Wu-Tang Clan. Who's, who's not gonna remember Wu-Tang Clan? So, come on. You know, I know New York came with the fire hits, and then you know West Coast <laughs> came out with just that straight straight rugged gangster rap. So, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play sides. I love music. I'm a, I'm a big music head. Only thing you won't let me. Li- the only thing you won't catch me listening to is country music. I've never liked it. I've never, I've never been with it. I just can't listen to it. Can't do it. <laughs> Damn! No Garth
0: Brooks, bro. No icky no break breaky heart.
1: You know what? No. It, it, we're you know we're talking. If we're gonna go to to country, it's gotta be something like George Chicklin or, or uh, you know, those old 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 ass cats talking about you know chick took <laughs> off on my horse and try to break my guitar or something like that. You know I mean? None of that news. I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs>
0: some, Johnny, some Johnny Cash?
1: There you go. You know, some Johnny Cash, you know. See?
0: There you go. You can't go wrong with some Johnny Cash and stuff. <laughs> no, you can't. Not Not. not, not at all. <laughs> That's mainstream, but hey, it still counts.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: Um, also, let everybody know where they can catch your work, any upcoming events. I know you talked about the... um the exhibit you're going to have soon, but, you know, just so everybody know.
1: Uh, So you can catch all my stuff on Instagram at official king underscore photography. Pretty much is the only social media platform I have. Uh, I have a website. It's, the link is on there. I cannot remember the actual link to the website because it was one of those websites that are free. So I jumped on it and took it and it's on my Instagram. Um, You can catch me every Wednesday night on Jar and the crew at 8 p.m. I'm doing the recording, uh behind the scenes stuff. I capture the pictures for the for the shots. You can also catch me once a month on making changes. Uh that's gonna be posted up on um Fire Stick, Roku, uh Central Valley Comcast out there in the Central Valley, California. Uh shit, you catch me anywhere from East LA to West LA to IE area. When it comes down to taking pictures and any events that are coming up, I, I got a lot of them. I just, too many to try to name or, and try to give you links for us. It's going to be cray-cray with that one.
0: <laughs> and and one more thing. If people wanted to get some of your prints, how they can go about that?
1: Uh, definitely just DM me. Um, or you can email me at renee.rodriguez75 at icloud.com. Uh, I do have prints available. Anything you see that's on my Instagram and you want to print of with a frame or whatever, get at me. I will DM you the information and the pricing. Uh, if I don't gotta pay, you know, crazy on shipping, I have no problems with shipping it for free or whatever. But um, yeah, I'm actually raffling off right now a print. The link is on my bio. You can check it out as well. I'm raffling off a 11 by by 17 uh, print that I call "Tribute to Esteban Oriel." It's with um, the model's name is uh, never phased. The makeup and hair was done by official makeup gangster. He's a very well-known uh, makeup artist out here. Um, and it's in front of the Nipsey Hustle mural. Um, give me a second, I'll show you the print. This is it right here. I know that the, the glare from the screens, but that's it right there. She's throwing up the famous Estelle uh, Oriel, L.A. Fingers. Um, so it's one of my better shots that I've ever taken as well. And I really appreciate the fact that Makeup Gangster is always willing to give me an opportunity because he's very selective with who he works with. And I get why, because some people don't know how to be respectful to the, to the man that creates the work. You know, they just do the work and then, OK, never. You forget about the person that's actually doing the work for them. So that's something that I've always taken into consideration is when I work with people, I want to make sure everybody involved gets the recognition that they deserve. So that shot right there is one of the best shots I've had because of his artwork. I mean, I was creating arte with his art. So it was dope.
0: Nice. And one more thing, any words of advice?
1: Be humble and hungry and understand that, not everything's going to happen overnight. Take the time to be considerate, understand what you're getting yourself into before you get yourself into it. And and in all honesty, be respectful to others, man. It doesn't take very much to just be respectful to people. It's a very simple process. Be respectful. Understand that someone is different than you are and someone is probably going through worse times than what you are. So just, you know, be considerate. That's all. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate, really appreciate what you're doing, especially mad love from the East Coast. us for that. I appreciate it, man. Next time I'm in the East Coast, I'm gonna hit you up we we'll get, we'll chop it up. We'll go to Brooklyn Brewery or some. Go to Coney Island Brewery or something.
0: Oh, bro, you come out <laughs> here, bro. You come out here. Believe that, bro. I'm not gonna take you to the mainstreams. I won't take you to Kings County Brooklyn Brewery. We're gonna take to a. We'll go to a new brewery and hopefully by then the brew host podcast which is the second podcast i have which is based on beer i yeah. have a little camera we could go to to one of the upcoming breweries and you'll taste something new and refreshing because we have a lot of new shit bro we might have to take a drive bro i don't i'm letting you know we take hey, the we drive the,
1: as long as we get as long as we can jump on the train bro and I can, I can hit up on my mark in the back of the train i'm good
0: <laughs> no, I'm talking about we got to go for a drive, bro. Probably Long Island and stuff. Long Island, bro. Right now, Long Island has amazing beer.
1: That's it. Cool. Yeah, man. I
0: need.
1: Oh. I need to take a trip out there, man. I really do need to go back out there. I loved it when I went out there. I, I caught some spots when I was out there. Some of my spots are still up too. From what I heard, a lot of people go back and they tell me, "Yeah, I saw your, I saw your logo. If you go by the Brooklyn Brewery at any time, look for my little logo. And it'll it'll have it'll have my my little saint, and you'll see the LA." It was it was fucking freezing and the paint spray paint was was like freezing up on me, but I still did it. Like,
0: cool. Oh, word! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you you now you make me want to go and check it out, bro. Cause uh, yeah. <laughs> go check it
1: out. shit there's, there's some spots. I, I got some, I still got some spots out there in 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 in, uh, in Flatbush. So I know it's some spots. out oh, there. hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. You said Flatbush?
1: Yeah, I I I, I went out there mobbing. I, I, I when I when I say I'm gonna complete some bucket
0: list. I went and completed some bucket list. So my man said he was out here in Flatbush. I'm not even gonna ask you where. I'll ask you off, off the air where, where in Flatbush, because that's where I reside.
1: Totally. yeah, I I was out there. Um, yeah, we did that that whole tour, that walking graffiti tour that they take you all over the place. Yeah, so I was all over the spots, and I had my marker and I had a spray cans. So I was I was tearing it up all up and down Flatbush, so they show me spots.
0: All right, bro, after this, we can, I want to know <laughs> so, I can, so I can see where we're at. Right,
1: flatbush sure. is big,
0: people. Just because I say I resign flatbush don't mean they're small. The shit is big. It is,
1: bro. it is big. Trust me, I got lost. I got lost a couple of times, but we, we figured it out.
0: <laughs> and hold on, before we leave, bro. I just want to know, did you have some West Indian food while you was out here?
1: You know what? I, I can't um because of the spices. They really oh. messed me up, but you know, you know, you don't want to know where I where I did hit that. I swear when I go back, I'm I'm hitting that spot three times at least. I was up in Little Italy, Sal's Pizzeria was the spot to go to. I don't care what anybody says, I don't know if it was commercial or not, but that was the spot for the pizza and the best pinchy um clam sauce with linguinis ever. I I it was a spot, it was a spot, and then there was another spot. Um uh, it's known, I guess. It's in a movie for the hot dogs. The Nathan. Kind of no, it was it was like a um, papayas.
0: Oh, the 99, 50 fifty-cent francs.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's the name of the place, right? Papayas. papayas
0: yes, called? papayas.
1: Yeah, I went there. Um, I was like, eh, okay.
0: It was big back in the day because they used to have fifty-cent francs. So after mm-hmm. after a night of partying and shit you would hit papayas and you probably heard Jay-Z talk about papayas back in the day and his rap lyrics.
1: Somebody told me that that was a spot to go to, to get the hot dogs. And I was like, all right, we hit it. I, I don't know if it was that or what, but I remember, cause we went to, um I went from Spanish Harlem one day, all the way to Coney Island on the train. And, and that was an adventure. I'll tell you that much. I ended up <laughs> in Coney Island. It was below, like, I think it was below eight degrees or some shit like that. And I'm roaming around, in Coney Island, looking for places. And we, we ended up just finding that Coney Island brewery just by, by chance. And I think it was me uh, and two other people We were in there. And one guy, it was four people total. And I, was, I met the brewmaster. Believe it or not, the brewmaster is the one that runs um, our district brewery that's out here in LA. So he flies back and forth creating beers for Coney Island and creates beers for our district brewery and i was like that's dope you know that's cool and dude we we were chilling with the guy the local guy that lived in coney island and to this day he hits me up on instagram yo what's up man when are you coming back out to to new york and this and this and that you gotta come out to the island i'm like right, i'll be out there <laughs> so yeah
0: <laughs> so you ain't meet my man joe byron
1: no i didn't get to meet him i didn't get to meet him <laughs> <Joe Byron. laughs> no i didn't get to meet him <laughs>
0: but yo with that said thank you again bro it was a pleasure having you on appreciate it thank you please go follow official Poet King you got it right right yeah
1: you got it right you got it right you good you good
0: (laughs) thank you again everybody for watching and listening and to the next one
1: gracias gracias